you cat and dog people. This is It's Training Cats and Dogs, the show for people with both cats and dogs who want peace in their home and peace between their animals. I'm Naomi Rotenberg, your source of practical strategies for keeping everyone in your multi-species household safe and sane. Today's episode is a dog and cat chat with Kenzie. I'm really excited because we're talking some new roommate pet integrations here today. Thank you so much for coming on and chatting with about your pets. Yeah, thanks for having me. So tell me a little bit about who is, you know, going to live <laughs> together, uh, what the current situation is, and then we'll talk a little bit about planning. Cool. So like the humans in my household are, I live here, and then my boyfriend is here fairly often. And then I live with two people who are dating who I went to college with. And so Franklin is mine. He's my dog. He's some sort of terrier mix. I don't know, like a 30 pound little black and tan guy. (laughs) He loves to dig. He loves to chase. (laughs) Terrier. Yep. Terrier. (laughs) That's that's my guess. And I got him about six months ago. And he is integrating very well. We've had like a good time. We're learning manners. I've had a lot of like good vibes with him we're meshing well (laughs) and then bijou is a new addition and she was a little unexpected so my roommate cares for an older woman who was taking care of bijou and bijou was an outdoor cat Mm. and then this woman had to go into inpatient care and so my roommate was like oh no (laughs) like where's the cat gonna go and she was already like kind of underweight and stuff and so anyway she called me and was like hey can we foster this cat and then we fell in love with this very pretty very friendly cat (laughs) so we're just trying to figure out how to make sure that they get along we haven't had anything like bad happen or any like negative interactions really but just like I know with Frankie's propensity towards chasing things Uh I just know that there's like potentially an issue in the future so I just don't want them to get off to the wrong foot and then have Uh to go back and fix the problem love the proactive attitude so this is you know not a typical situation although it's kind of a riff on a lot of a lot of people are like this cat kind of fell in my lap which is yeah (laughs) They tend to do that. So because Bijou was an outdoor cat, mm-hmm. how is she doing transitioning? Is she still an outdoor cat? Is she transitioning to be indoor and outdoor? No. So she's she's transitioning to indoor cat and she's mm-hmm. done very well so far. She does not like people standing up around her. But other than that, as long as we're all perfectly still, she likes to wander <laughs> the house. She's incredibly affectionate when we're like in her little room. She has a room that's all to herself. And so that is where she spends most of her time. And then when I'm at work, she gets to like explore the house because Frankie's not around. Okay. Do you take him with you or does he go to daycare? He goes, he's in my room. So he's just away and he just takes a nice five hour nap. Cool. So let's go back really quickly to what you said fairly casually which is that she doesn't like if you stand up near her yes (laughs) so what does that look like so she has never run from frankie they've laid eyes on each other through a couple baby gates but yeah when we like walk by her she kind of scurries off find something to hide under okay she's running away not towards you yeah definitely away not towards us the one time 
that Frankie did get kind of close to her was um, there was like a miscommunication kind of in supervision and I'd gone to the bathroom. And anyways, they got kind of close to each other. They were still separated by a gate and stuff like that. But uh, Frankie barked and she did not run away from him barking. So big people she runs away from. Small dog she does not run away from. Yeah, so that's really interesting. I mean, we don't really know her history being an outdoor cat. And so it really could be that, like, other animals, she's like, I got this. Yeah. No big deal. Uh, But humans, (laughs) humans are scary. Unpredictable. Um, Yeah, so we might go about this in kind of a different way. So do you have a routine for them at all to kind of see each other? What's the supervision? You mentioned baby gates, but... So I work in the afternoons and they're both very chill and sleepy in the mornings Mm -hmm. so that's when we do like any of our work it's been a lot of just like letting them look at each other and then frankie comes back to me and i give him a piece of kibble Mm -hmm. but it's been from like 12 feet away and we've done blanket swaps so they know what each other smells like Mm -hmm. so that's kind of that and then they chill in the afternoon because that's when we're all at work and then they're both very active (laughs) from like seven to 10 or so. And so we keep them separated during that time because I don't think Franklin would do well if he saw a cat chasing something. Yeah, so y'all are like playing yeah. with them. So she has her own room and they do like a flirt pole thing. I don't know, Aaron plays with her. Um, and then Frankie plays out in the living room during those times. And then they both get super tired at around like 1130 and then they both go to bed. So they kind of have really similar schedules. That's great. So you're doing it exactly right in that you're like, okay, what part of the day are they least likely to act unpredictably? Let's go with those times first, (laughs) and then we'll work up to the more strenuous, exciting times. So I would recommend, actually, instead of you being the, mm, the conductor of the times that they're together Mm -hmm. you could actually use their meal times as well to provide them with positive associations with each other in a hands-off kind of way so if you provide them with food-based enrichment activities to do during their mealtime. So you don't have to be watching and like waiting for to reinforce a specific behavior from them necessarily. Um, They're just kind of doing their own thing within sight of each other. So I would still do this at the same distance that you've been doing it, but I want to have you take a little bit of a step back because we want them to be able to make some choices on their own. Okay, cool. And the type of setup that you were talking about where like you're actively reinforcing him Mm -hmm. for turning away, you can do that as like bonus. Okay. I'm trying to make your life a little bit easier. (laughs) And then you would play around with, I have a different like kind of progression of different types of setups that might work best for the interactive tendencies that they have together. Like our theory is that she would run away if scared and our theory is he would run towards if triggered likely Um, (laughs) right but you know we've seen that in other circumstances but we haven't seen it with the two of them together Mm -hmm. but let's just use that as like our working theory (laughs) so you could also make sure that she is able to kind of watch him doing normal frankie things not fixated on her cool we've done a bit of that where i just had him like 
go through a gate, kind of sniff around, look at her, and then come back through a gate towards me so that she got experience of him, like, kind of just walking past her and then, like, not paying her any attention and then, like, walking away. Exactly. Yeah. So you can have it be, like, maybe she's up, like, having her dinner up on a cat tree or something and you're playing with him. Okay. the next room cool because she just started climbing stuff so good so yeah so you can also have your roommates um like make sure that they're feeding her up or like actively reinforcing her for going up Mm. on things follow toys to go up right really just trying to like build her confidence being an indoor like she's new yeah like Like (laughs) so we're really trying to get to know her and what her favorite behaviors are and what she's likely to do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's what I would say would be like the easiest way to keep getting them experience with each other in a way that is still supervised, mm-hmm. but like we're trying to do kind of variations on a theme where we're setting it up so that we're encouraging both of them to do behaviors that would be appropriate if they were closer to each other. Okay, cool. Does that make sense? Yeah, just like being chill. Yeah, being chill, but also like m- being able, learning how to move around mm-hmm. without being like, fast, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, with her, we want her to realize that she can like pretty easily, if she's worried, she could just hop up on something and she doesn't have to like book it across the yeah. floor. Same thing with him, like he can chill and if he see if he is able to just move around while she's there, he's not going to get like over excited yeah by the fact that he is moving and she is also present yeah we've also been working on and this was (laughs) this predates the cat is when he gets really excited like that directing him onto a toy so now like he gets really excited when somebody comes over so he like runs and grabs his toy (laughs) excellent so yeah hopefully that can carry over into the cat where like he gets super excited and then he grabs a toy and plays with a human instead of chasing the cat. Yeah. So you could actually cue that. So we, we want to give him opportunity to be still and relaxed Mm -hmm. while he's around. We also want to give him the opportunity to move around calmly doing his own thing Mm -hmm. while she's around. But you also would want to look at his body language. And if you see him kind of getting stuck, yeah. I would actually cue him to that toy. Okay. And so that becomes like part of the chain of behaviors mm. that happens. So he feels this certain feeling inside <laughs> of being, <laughs> being like, oh my gosh, this is going to be a lot of I'm so excited. I must squeak my toy now. Exactly. <laughs> so that would be, okay, you're looking for those behaviors in him, cue him to go to the toy okay. instead. So those would be kind of your three like behavior types that Frankie could be practicing while she's around. And then while that's on board, they would be practicing with her, having, like teaching her how to move around the space calmly. Okay, cool. Up, down, up, side, down. side. And then once you have those on board, like you can start to reduce the amount of space in between them okay if it goes well Mm -hmm. yeah so you have at least one or two meals per day Mm -hmm. that you could use for this yeah their breakfast would be a good one yeah definitely breakfast because that's during chill time and then Mm -hmm. you and your roommates were all around and willing to do a setup where you know they're with her and you're with him Mm -hmm. Um, then you could do an extra one if you want to. The other thing is he gets kind of 
nuts in terms of cat food. <laughs> the smell of cat food really absolutely stuns him. <laughs> um, so would like giving her like a catnip toy or something be like a good like enrichment that wouldn't really like overexcite him too much? Yes, except we are going to want to plan eventually for him to be able to not <laughs> be chill around when her food is yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, at the moment that's fine. Um to okay. kind of because he started waking up a full hour earlier when he heard my roommate start opening cans of cat food. It uh, has adjusted his schedule because he gets so excited when he smells the cat food. Hmm. That is a little <laughs> bit of a wrinkle in the plan, but not insurmountable. So Okay, cool. One thing is that you could actually use cat food for some of his treats. Okay, like a licky mat type thing? Yes. Okay. To mix it with his kibble, perhaps, right? So it's not just like, yeah. like unattainable, <laughs> you know, grass is greener kind of situation. And yeah, like okay. cat food is usually stinkier and like meatier and dog yeah. goat ape for it. So integrating that into his life might actually help look it could have okay. the opposite effect let's be honest right it could be like i've tasted it and now it I've is mine it, right? and now i must get it again right. but the theory is that you know she's still new the, the food smell is still new if we get if we have it just kind of around he might be waiting mm-hmm. to it a little bit easier okay rather than like having this be an event yeah less of a forbidden fruit <laughs> right exactly and look if it turns out that he i mean he can't really get more crazy over it so um (laughs) if it does not work that way then we can troubleshoot and figure that out but yeah i would definitely start while you're getting the skills down of like here's how the setups might work you can use something that's a little less exciting (laughs) you don't have to use her food like you could still use food but maybe treats not as like stinky (laughs) (laughs) whatever she could have a snuffle mat with some kibble or whatever okay yeah a snuffle mat might be a good yeah so you can play around with it there's a lot of different variations on the same theme but yeah do you have any questions about kind of what you're gonna be you know talking to your roommates about like what are we gonna work on right now it's our first yeah definitely for them probably getting bijou to climb because i know she's kind of been working on that she got her like a little like window seat thing to look outside Mm -hmm. and i think she has a cat tree coming in the mail so like her climbing and then yeah i think continuing the baby gates and having them like see each other across the kitchen Mm -hmm. but i freeze his dinner pretty often so then he gets like a full like 15 minute chew out of it so i could just give him his dinner while the cat is visible great so that would be pretty easy to incorporate into like our existing yes, exactly routine it's in a i think it's in a wobble bowl like one of those licky mat bowl things yeah is it in like a kong or some other kind of yeah great so that's for like him being relatively stationary mm. if you want him to be practicing like moving around the space then you can just set up multiple stations so like mm. have his bowl and then like maybe like a snuffle with a little bit of some treat crumbles over here and then like maybe something to sniff over here or a toy over okay. here, right so nice. so he moves around exactly yeah okay cool he loves to shred boxes too so that would be a 
a hyperactive type enrichment that we could do. Right. That would be like level two. Once, once we know that <laughs> that's him, after he's <laughs> right. Like once, once she's very comfortable watching him do these stations that are different from each other, mm-hmm. but not really exciting, then we could say, Oh, okay. Now we can bring in mm-hmm. a, a little bit more exciting stuff like shredding, like, okay, cool. Following doing training, like active training or like following a ball or something like that. Mm. Okay, cool. All right. Well, I hope this was helpful. And I am excited to see where things go with them. You're doing awesome stuff with him. And I'm happy for Bijou that she has found such a (laughs) dedicated home with you and your roommate. Yeah, she's a sweetie. And it sounds sounds like a really great situation. Okay, cool. Lots of people around for both animals. So that's great. Yeah. Well, thank you for your guidance. I think this helps because I feel like I had some of these ideas already, but they needed to crystallize. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. (laughs) It's really like seeing that secondary set of eyes to just kind of work through and solidify a plan. And then if things don't go well, then you have (laughs) someone to bounce ideas off of. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast and thank you to everyone here who is listening. And if this episode has helped you feel less alone in your struggles with your cats and dogs or in planning, integrating your cats and dogs, please subscribe so you don't miss any other episodes. And I would be so appreciative if you would take a few minutes to review the podcast because your support helps other people find the show and get access to cat and dog specific content. And if you want to be awesome like Kenzie and do a dog and cat chat with me on the podcast, please make sure to follow me on Instagram at Praiseworthy Pets and head to my link in the bio to schedule a time. That is all for this episode, you wonderful cat and dog people. See you next week for more It's Training Cats and Dogs. Bye.